Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Nitty Gritty Potty. I'm Rani. And I'm Ainsley. Ainsley all the way from, where are you from? Oh, Maui, just in Hawaii, <laughs> you know, living it up. <laughs> surprise. Okay, rub it in. <laughs> yeah, surprise. <laughs> um, we just want to sincerely apologise to everybody, and I'm not really sure who is keeping tabs, but... We are a bit late a few days with our episode because, A, we are about 20 hours behind, Ainsley and I. Ainsley's 20 hours behind, so there's 20 hours difference between us. Um, I've been getting my house painted, so I've had literally no furniture. Um, We've had the painter at our house all day for the last week or so. And, of course, little Miss Ruby has us on a bit of a tight schedule sometimes, so... Yes, we apologise for that. Ainsley, how's Hawaii? Oh, it's been so good. So we are in Maui. We've been here for, I think this is our third day now. Um, But it's been awesome. Like every island has been very different. I think Maui's been my favourite so far. It's definitely more like a chill, relaxed environment. Is it like Um, the movies? Yeah, it's actually crazy. Like I'm so used to our islands back home. They're quite small. These Uh islands are freaking huge. Like the, where did we go? We went to Kona before this Mm -hmm. and we're expecting, I don't know, like to get around the island easily, but it's literally a whole day probably plus to get around the whole island. So we didn't get to. It's huge. Like, yeah, but it's like a small town basically. But no, it's been great. It's just been some nice downtime. Like it's so sunny. It's so warm. So we've literally just like been at the beach all day, just beach hunting, going, finding little different beaches and bays. And that's good. um, So you should be. I just think of Hamo, but Hamo is tiny. Yeah. That's the only island I can actually relate (laughs) Hawaii to. Like, like they have like big, like freeways, like big motorways. Like it's freaking huge. So yeah, so now we're in a buggy one. Absolutely not, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how exciting. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, I just think of like um, every time I think of Hawaii, I just think of movies because like any beach movie is normally um, filmed in Hawaii. So I just yeah. picture that. And the like, little hula dances on the beach all the time. That's probably yeah. not what it's like, but. No, well, we went to like a little traditional luau, which is where they did all the hula dancing. And that was really cool. Yeah, luau. Yeah. Did you get up there? We did, yes. No, (laughs) there was actually hula lessons at our other resort. And I was like, you're going to go and do some hula lessons (laughs) during Something to do in the bedroom. Don't lie. So he would have, yeah. (laughs) He would have killed it. But, you know, Uh, next time. Yeah. (laughs) Run out of time, hey? Yeah. All right, so today we're here to talk about mental health. Now, Are You Okay Day was last Thursday, so it falls on the 8th every year of September. Now, we know where we we acknowledge that it is Are You Okay Day, but just because that's one day, it doesn't mean that you can't talk about it anytime outside of that day. It should be acknowledged and talked about. before and after Are You OK Day, Are You OK Day is just to acknowledge all of us who have struggled. Um, and it's also a reminder to reach out to your loved ones who you think might be struggling. 
And yeah, it's just a good day to remember how far you have come with your mental health and just realize that there's so much help out there. And I think the last few years, because mental health uh, rates have really increased, I think there is just so much help out there. Like even from social media to a live uh, counselor that offers live chat, instant live chat, video, phone call 24 hours a day. I feel like compared to what it was about 10 years ago, it has just significantly improved on the services that they offer for people that struggle with mental health. Yeah, and don't you think, you know, these days everything is so accessible and it's it's more of a conversation that people are more open to have versus yeah. maybe 10 years ago where it wasn't, it was a bit like, oh, let's not talk about that. Yeah, but it's I like, feel oh, like, I don't need to talk about that. Why would I need to talk about that? Yeah, or let's not talk about that. Like, that's uncomfortable. But I feel like now, these days, it's definitely, yeah, it's changed and for the better. Yeah, 100%. Like, even our dad's side of the family um, Mm -hmm. or just even people our parents' age, it's not very normalised to talk about it because back then they were just taught to, to bury it and don't just don't worry about it just forget about it you know you'll be fine and yeah now I think a lot of people are suffering that age because so many things have been pushed down and buried and one day it's going to come out in some kind of way so I feel like I'm so proud of how everything is now and how how normalized it is because I think around the time that I started struggling it was still very on the down low and people I feel like I would look at myself like I was just this crazy girl that just had all these issues going on but now I look at myself and I think oh that is just so normal and it annoys me that Mm -hmm. I felt crazy yeah for sure and yeah like like you said I'm so proud of how far that we have come with mental health Mm -hmm. um and like I think (sighs) talking about it can be hard But in saying that, when you talk about it, it's like when we talk about our own mental health and we're on FaceTime, like we feel so much better once we've kind of vented. And yeah, so this is why we kind of want to get this episode in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Ains, do you uh, relate mental health very much in your PT programs? Like do you try and um, it's not like I suppose it's private for your PTs to like, for you to ask, but do you try and link your programs to bettering mental health? Yeah. So I would say like I do check-ins with all of my clients. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I think just checking in with them, you know, just seeing how they're going, not just with training, but just with life in general, because, you know, everyone has a lot of stresses in their life Yeah, Yeah. and yeah, mental health can can be a bit of a struggle when you have so many stresses. So yeah, yeah. like I, I definitely do check in with my clients on a mental health front for sure. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Cause a lot of, I feel like a lot of, especially PTs are focusing on that as well as training. Whereas, you know, a few years back, it was, it was not really spoken about. Yeah. I feel like it's been more of a holistic approach. Like it's yeah. not just the training side, it's your lifestyle. It's, yeah mindfulness yeah so many you know different things to include yeah 
Now, what is your experience with mental health? Because I know that it was never really something that you struggled with until a, later in your 20s. Now, that's com- probably complete opposite to me, but I know that you struggled quite badly um, like two years ago or a year ago. Um, it would have been when I first probably experienced like a panic attack or anxiety. It would have been yeah. the start of last year. Yeah. Um, at that point in my life, I was still working in a corporate role. Uh, and at that point, it was just like, I remember it was Christmas holidays. And I don't know, I just felt this like huge panic one day. I was in a yeah. shopping center. I was on the Gold Coast, a shopping center with our cousin. And all of a sudden just felt like... I was like shallow breathing. I felt really Mm -hmm. hot. I felt like I was just Mm -hmm. going to lose control at one point. I'm like, what is this? And I was like, I remember being in a clothes store and I I couldn't concentrate. Like I felt like I was just going to lose it. So I had to go and sit down and just focus on just like my breathing, just one little thing. And it kind of went, but yeah, it was really weird. Just the feeling of just in a bit of a panic. It was was yucky. It was a yucky feeling. And I think it, it ties back to, being in that corporate job, I was kind of dreading going back like after Christmas holidays. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like even, yeah, sleep for me was an amazing as well. You know, again, all these like, other lifestyle stresses can contribute to that. So I think that was my first sort of um, like your trigger. Yeah, feeling of, yeah, trigger. Yeah. And then yeah. Like, I just kind of went in and out of getting that feeling again. And one of the things that I kind of, that kind of helped was, just focusing on my breathing and I'm just having something like hold on my head and just lying, yeah. laying down. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So, and then I, I got to probably, like, I probably felt that for a few months on and off. And then it wasn't until I kind of, yeah, started seeing a therapist and kind of, when was that? That was April this year. So yeah, a bit mm-hmm. up and down. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's but it's it's like that one yeah. episode just triggered you, and then you then were kind of not the same since then because you you struggled mm. with low mood and you struggled with yeah. like you were getting anxious quite regularly. It's like that mm-hmm. one episode just kind of triggered the whole lot for you. Yeah, and yeah, I'm like, what is this? Like, I've never felt this before. Yeah, and then when I went and got a mental health plan, and the doctor was saying, oh, you know, you have a bit of mild depression. You know, I probably shouldn't have felt this, but I'm like, oh, what? Why do I have this? I've never yeah. been like this before. Yeah. And it was a sense of like weakness, which it is not. But I remember calling you that day and telling you, yes. and you were like, what? Like, That's just crazy. Yeah. 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 And I feel like at that point, I was like, oh, I just, I don't know. The, the sound or like the feeling of being told that you have a bit of like depression. And look, yeah. depression comes and goes. It's not there all the time. But, um, and I, can say now that my mental health is great but yeah it was just an experience like a first kind of experience for me with that so yeah and yeah. I think it is because um, of our family history too for you you sat back your whole life and you watched a lot of family members be on medication and deal with with that yeah yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so it was it was kind of like oh well I'm okay and then when you got told that you did have it as well it's like oh what the hell like I thought I was fine yes it's like oh like okay this is happening 
Yeah. And look, I'm glad that I was proactive and I did it when I did, like went and saw the doctor and yeah. went and started yeah. doing some therapy. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, what about you, Rans? Like I know for me, like I've seen you go through it when you were like a teenager. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Do you want to talk about your experience? Yeah, I've got quite a wide range here. <laughs> now, I kind of, I think I've always been a little bit of an anxious kid, not realizing at the time that I was anxious, but I think I've always been a bit of a, I always dealt on the inside with something, but I just thought that was, that was me. That was who I was. And I was, I was such a sad kid sometimes. I remember just like, Mum would play. I remember being in the lounge room one day. Mum played this really, it's not even sad, but it, to me it was a sad song. And I just sat there and cried and cried. And mum was like, what's wrong? I was like, this song's so sad. And, yeah, I was just so triggered by so many things when I was a little girl. And I just remember always being anxious. Like I remember being left home alone I'd wake up in the middle of the night and no one was home. And I would like walk the streets in Moranbar, pitch black. It would be 1am. No one was home. I'd have to go to someone's house to ring whoever to see where they were. And I think now I struggle with, I get anxious being home alone when Cody goes out because of that. I relate that back to my childhood, but I have to remember that I know where Cody is he is coming home and I do have a phone to call him if I need. I also know my neighbours and it everything's all good. But relaying back to that, I was always an anxious kid. And I kind of remember being in year 12. Oh, yeah, year 12, it started to kind of be brought to the surface. Um, I just remember texting mum at school one day. I said, I just can't do this anymore. And she, she just called me. She's like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? And I just said, I can't, I don't, I don't really know. I don't know how I feel, but I, I just feel like I can't do it anymore. And anyway, I went to the sick bay. She come and picked me up from school and she said, what's the matter? And I just, I don't know. I just feel, I just feel sad. I just don't even want to be here anymore. And then it kind of spiraled from there. Um, I was with Cody then. He, we got together when I was at, oh, at the start of year 12. So yeah, I feel like he has gone through it before quite badly. So he was a rock for me the whole time because I just I had no idea what was happening. When I was in year 12, I feel like year 12 was a big event for me because that's when so many things just got brought to the surface mentally. I was like, I was pretty full on. I was self-harming and there was so many thoughts of just not wanting to be here, so suicide I was in and out of the doctor. I was seeing a counsellor. I actually formed a really beautiful relationship with my counsellor. I went to Headspace and every week I would just be so keen to catch up with her because she just she just got me. Before her, I was seeing, oh, I can't even remember, but I think I saw two other people, but it just wasn't, it didn't work for me. But this lady, Jodie, she was just amazing. And then I got put on medication short term. I just, I feel like we all have a bit of a sour taste about medication. There's nothing bad about it, but we all, you know, you know how it is, Ains. We all have that thought that we don't want to be on it. Hey, 
Yeah, and well, like for me, I I didn't go on any medication, but the thought yeah. of even going down that route, and it shouldn't be like that, but it's like, oh, no. like I don't need it. Maybe I did it when early on when I didn't need to, maybe. Yeah. That yeah. was maybe why I didn't. But, yeah, there's nothing wrong with going on medication at all. No, no. And Absolutely Cody's not. Mom and I remember Cody's mum and dad always saying, if it helps you, then that's what you should be doing, whether it's yeah, medication exactly. or whatever treatment it is. And that really stuck with yep. me. Luckily, I was happy to go on and off it. Mum actually got me onto um, 5-HTP. So that is from the health food shop. But I feel like the minute that I started taking them, within three days, my mood was just, I was such a different girl. Like you asked mum, Cody, whoever else that I knew, I was just a different girl. And it wasn't, so what it does, it's converted to serotonin in the body. Um, it is used for depression. So it kind of balances all like, uh, yeah. the hormones and everything. Yeah, um, it balances yeah it's out. crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh-huh. You can actually feel that balance. You just wake up one day and you're like, oh, you know, that cloud over my head is just gone somehow. Or it, you can feel that it's just gotten smaller. I also had body image issues in school. I always had bigger boobs. Like you speak to anyone that I went to school with, my boobs were huge and I actually, one thing that has always stuck with me being in school, this is probably, this was before I met Cody, so probably like year 11 or year 10, I um, had, this is bullying by girls at school. So this is what triggered my body image issues. There was a photo of me sent around school and it got posted, it got passed around town, it got sent to all the teachers and I woke up one morning and it was all over social media and so someone created like a fake fake Instagram account posted the photo of me and tagged everyone from my school I had to go to school the next day thank god for Molly my bestie Molly Crawford she honestly just held my hand that day and took me through school and just told me that it was going to be okay because I just didn't even I just felt so numb I actually felt like I could have died then that's what really triggered my body image issues because my boobs were so big and so many people had seen them and they were commenting on them so that was just such an uncomfortable feeling um I have dealt with many anxiety and uh, sorry anxiety slash panic attacks I got diagnosed with severe panic disorder when I left school so I I would have been about 19 years old I was medicated for severe panic disorder and then I also had to be on I think I talked about it in the last episode it was these tablets that you would take for like an exam or something when you've got like something coming up that you need to just chill out so you can focus yeah yeah I don't know Mm -hmm. They did something for your heart rate. It sounds quite weird that I was actually even on them. So I was on like three different types of medication at that point. Um, and I was just a ball of worry. Like I just, I remember my first ever panic attack. I was working at the dentist. And like you said, Ainsley, I just, my, my thoughts were just 
spiraling and I felt like I was going to lose control and like as if I was going to just disappear or something or like something bad was going to happen. And I remember having a patient in the chair and my dentist was working and I, and I just stood up and walked out. I ran outside and the only thing that would make me feel okay was being outside. The thought of being in an enclosed area just made me feel like something bad was going to happen. And that sounds probably so weird for some people. Um, but Ainsley, you could probably relate to that feeling. Yeah, I don't similar feeling but like I don't know like feeling I'm gonna like flip out like have a fit I don't know have a fit or something like that's how I feel like a seizure or something yes yes literally that is literally how I feel and I'm like no it's okay like I would just soothe myself like Ainsley you're okay just breathe and I would just breathe but like yeah you'd you go in and out of it well for me I'd go in and out of it yeah, yeah, it's, it's like it's the worst feeling ever. Episodes that you just come in and out of, and yeah. it takes you a while to get out of that. What the fuck? <laughs> Your yeah. leg just went up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Are you okay? <laughs> are you are you alright? <laughs> your, your leg isn't pow. <laughs> Are you alright? I'm good. Shit happened on camera. What happened? <laughs> what not happen? <laughs> running to get the charger on before it went flat <laughs> the mat slid out <laughs> uh, uh, on <laughs> oh my god far <laughs> out anyway anywho we're back <laughs> She literally just like her leg just flew up in the air, and I'm like, "What is going on?" Right. So we were talking right. about panicking and the that feeling of losing control. Now, it's funny when you actually talk about it to people because they're like, "Oh, oh, I've experienced that before, but I had no idea what it was." Hmm. Um, and so after my first episode that I, that I was just talking about when I worked at the dentist and I remember calling him and just pacing and I was like, Cody, I just feel like something bad's going to happen. And he, and he knew exactly how I was feeling. He's like, Ronnie, it's fine. Like, just breathe. It's okay. You're okay. Nothing bad's going to happen. You're at work. You know, you're very safe. Just remember that it's, it's going to be okay. And I was like, nah, I'm not. I'm going to lose control or something bad's going to happen to me. I don't know. I feel like I'm just going to have a seizure or something. And that mm. probably sounds so strange for a lot of people to hear that. 
but that's exactly what it felt like. Like I was just going to have a fit. Mm-hmm. And I remember yeah. Drew picking me up from work and he had to actually take me to the hospital because I just, I was convinced that something was wrong with me. Yeah. And like you said, Ainsley, like you said, that just triggered something for me. So from then on, I think I suffered for like four years with panic and I still panic a little bit now, but I actually, I'm so experienced in it that I just know exactly what it is. I know how to get myself out of that headspace. And it's just like, it's so normal for me. And then when I see people go through it, I just cannot stress enough that it's okay because it's like what you're feeling you have no idea how normal that is. And I want you to know that you're so safe. Just remember that you're so safe. And I think that's what you need to hear. Don't you reckon, Ains? Yes, absolutely. And a good thing to also remember is that your thoughts are not real. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What you're thinking is not real. Like, yeah. I think for me, that's stuck with me. Like that anxiety that you might feel about something, all these things going on in your mind, like it's not real. Just exactly kind of like even talk to your own mind. It's like, like, you know, kind of say this, it's not real. I don't know, maybe think of something or just focus on your breathing, um, which, yeah, which really helped me. But yeah, that's also a really good thing to remember. Yeah. I notice also, I don't know if you're the same age, as soon as I feel anxious, I instantly need to go to the toilet and Mm -hmm. my palms are so sweaty, like, Cody will touch my hands sometimes and be like, oh, your hands are sweaty. Are you all right? Um, and a lot of your subconscious mind can can really mess with you. Like I feel like you said, Ainsley, yes, you were thinking about work, but you were probably more subconsciously thinking about it, which was just triggering something in your brain to just freak out. You were pro- it was probably at the top of your head, but you were kind of just getting on with your day like you normally would. Yeah. Yeah, for it's sure. subconscious and- yeah and i feel like it's so i feel like for me i've gotten much better at now but like just suppressing all of my feelings just pushing yep. it down pushing it down i felt like i would always internally kind of hold that all in and i feel like over the past maybe like year or so mm-hmm. i've been more vulnerable and open to talk about it yeah since i've been going through it but yeah it's so easy just to do that. Hey, just to kind of, oh, it's fine. Push it down, push it down until all of a yep. sudden you're a bit Definitely. of a breaking point or you freak out. Yeah. Yep. And it's sad. It's crazy that it takes an episode like that for you to go, oh shit, like I should probably really go and see a doctor about this. Well, I'm going to be really real with you for a second, but I was feeling those feelings last night. Mm-hmm. I was out for dinner mm-hmm. randomly and I was just like sitting there and more just like I was eating and then all of a sudden like I just felt really yucky like I yep. so I went to the bathroom yeah and then yeah like I come back and then yeah like I was eating and I kind of just go in and out of it yeah and I was like oh I just feel really tired like the start of the day I was just feeling really tired I think my sleep has been I've been sleeping well, but I think because I'm getting closer to my period, I just feel a bit more fatigued. Like yeah. sleep is a bit funny yeah. around that time. Yeah. And yeah, like I come home and I was in the shower. I just like sat on the shower floor, just focusing on something. And like, I only couldn't focus on that for like a little bit. And then I had to get up and like, I was like sat under the cold shower for a bit. I got out 
And yeah, went to the toilet a few times after that, yeah, like during yeah. the night. Um, but yeah, it was just like laying in bed with Drew and like I calmed down. I was just like really focusing on my breath once again. Yeah. Um, just telling myself it's going to be okay. But yeah. that, I haven't had that happen in a little while. Yeah. So do you yeah, feel like it's... you're subconsciously, do you feel like you're subconsciously worrying about like stuff at home like work and um no I no I'm not but I feel like I'm a huge routine person yeah and I think being out of a routine for example training you know really helps me mentally I haven't really been doing that so this is the first week of being back in training so I'm gonna start going back to the gym again so I had over a week and a half off which yeah. is good. Like you always need that bit of a break, but yeah, I'm such a huge routine person. Like, I just, after that workout this morning, I just feel so good. That's good. The endorphins are flowing. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that, and that's, yeah. and that's a, that's a thing too. You've got to make sure that you're active. Yep. I'm not that good at editing. I don't know how to cut the sound of Cody's spitting toothpaste out. <laughs> anyway. Uh, there's a fully functioning bathroom in there but that's fine I just <laughs> anyway so yeah. this is a bit of a rough mental health timeline for me and so my mine probably started back to high school um I had depression and anxiety that was kind of when it when it was first ever discovered for me I barely went to school like I remember just wait I just remember waking up Cody would go to work and I would just, yeah, there was just no emotion there, no interest in going to school. And I remember mum got to the point where she just, she didn't even bother coming to my room in the morning. She would just leave me be because she just, yeah, she just knew exactly what the answer was going to be. Um, mm -hmm. And I actually had weird, some anxiety in high school um, I remember being like staying home alone because everyone was at work and I wasn't at school. So I was home alone. And I remember just freaking out that someone was going to come and get me. I remember just, just being so scared that someone was outside and I kept hearing noises. I don't know if that's like paranoia, but yeah, I would just would have the doors locked 24 seven and I would just hide under the covers. Um, after school, I had a lot of anxiety, panic disorder that I just spoke about, medicated, a few hospital trips. Um, and then I feel like after that, I feel like the aftermath of anxiety was always depression. So as soon as I would have a bit of an anxiety episode, I would then be hit with a huge low mood and just completely numb, completely just yeah, no emotion to anything. It would take me a few days to recover just from one anxiety episode. And I just remember I could sleep for years. If anyone knows me when I first got with Cody, and that is the Lowry family, they knew that all I did was sleep. I don't actually know if they knew that I was suffering really badly, but I just, I remember waking up for about an hour and I would just sleep for another four hours. I'd wake up. And then I'd go back to sleep for another three hours. Like it was just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like you just uh, got constantly drained, yeah, no energy. Drained. No energy. Mm-hmm. I cried so much. I think I just cried all day, mm-hmm. all night. Not even joking. I'm not mm-hmm. even sure how Cody coped with it because he was there through the the thick of it and we know we all know that. So I really take my hat off to him. So that's a bit of a timeline for me. Um, Ains, what about you? You obviously have just talked about when it first started for you, which was quite recent. Do you feel like you are breaking the cycle or like you could break the cycle? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think because I probably did something early on when I, you know, kind of got to a point where I'm like, okay, I need help. Yeah. I did. Yep. And, yeah, 100%. And I think both of us yeah. are breaking the cycle. Um, Definitely. You know, from our family history, I yep. think we're doing a bloody good job. Yeah. Yeah. Even, speaking, uh, even as, speaking about it, that is yep. one, one step ahead of, you know, yeah, just being real and open about it. And yep. you know what? Yep. I hope people listen to this and I just want to normalize these feelings. I just wanted to say what you were talking about before. Like I remember when we used to live at mom's house uh, yeah. and Cody was living there too. And I remember having a chat with you briefly, just like, you know, trying to kind of, you know, understand how you're feeling and yeah, I think you didn't you hadn't experienced it then so you probably just thought what the hell was going on with this girl yeah and and thinking back to that you know I think someone who hasn't gone through it and if someone says it'll be okay just think positive thoughts or yeah I don't yeah. think that's what I said but you, do you know what I mean yeah I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> it's, it's hard to understand to yeah to understand someone who maybe hasn't been through it themselves yeah yeah definitely and yeah I know like when I was had that chat with you I was just trying to kind of help but now that I've gone through it I'm like oh I didn't even know what I said but but if you ever get those responses like it's fine yeah yeah be happy you know yeah be happy you're alive and yeah thanks for trying yeah (laughs) Yeah, thank you, but... Yeah, thank you. Or just, yeah, or cheer up. It's like, oh, okay, yep. Yes. Okay, no problem. Yep, I'll just flip the switch. I'm good now. I'm so good. And I know... And I get it. Like, if if they haven't gone through it, I know that... Yeah, they don't understand, but... What you don't know, you know, you don't Mm. know any different. You don't know what you don't know. No, exactly. Yeah, I remember sitting on the bed that day in your bedroom and telling you how I was feeling. You like, saw all the mm-hmm. cuts on my arms and you mm-hmm. were just, you just broke down in tears. And I was like, oh, no, it's fine. I'm okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you're kind of just crying. And I'm, and meanwhile, Ainsley and I just did not get along at that stage. So seeing her cry over me, it was like, oh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Like this is really affecting people. Yeah. Like, even though we lived in the same house at one point, we didn't really have much of a relationship because I was like working I was out of school by then I was working and you were in school still then and we kind of just lived separate lives at the same time we did sometimes we would do something but it wasn't often at all yeah Um, yeah I yeah I do I always recall that that day and realizing that it it did affect a lot of people I like Mm. I just remember mum always coming in and she had been through it before, 
and I remember texting, I remember my dad texting me. So I didn't live with dad. He was in Moranbar. I remember him texting me saying, Bub, why are you hurting yourself? And I don't even know if I replied, but he, yeah, it was just such a thing that no one understood. And for me, it was, it was just feeling something because I was so numb that I just wanted to feel something. And the thought of me doing that now is like, holy fuck, that's crazy. Like, that's not crazy, but that is just, to me, that is just not who I am now. I'm happy to say that. And if you are someone that is doing that to yourself, there are just so many ways that you can you can cope and you don't have to hurt yourself. I actually wrote a blog a few years ago about depression and it was just a visual representation of what depression feels like. So I'm just going to briefly read it out here. So it, this is kind of for people that have never really experienced it and want to know what it's like. So picture a dark, stormy, thick cloud, how a cloud usually looks when there's a massive storm brewing. The cloud is so thick that you could almost cut it with a knife. This cloud is like, this cloud is like no other clouds that slowly drift away and move along in the sky. This one packs its bags and stays for the week or, or years or months or however long it wishes. It hovers over your head and it follows you everywhere. I mean, everywhere from home, work, to the shops, you name it. And along with this cloud comes rain all day, especially when you're alone. The cloud is heavy and it doesn't get any lighter. It feels like as if the cloud is standing on your shoulders, pushing you down and down and down until you almost can't breathe. There's a lot more to the blog, but I briefly put that in my notes and that I don't know if that helps a lot of people understand what it actually feels like, but that's literally the feeling. Do you agree, Ains? Mm, yeah, I feel like I probably haven't gone through, I guess, as much as you have, but yeah, like some of those things really can definitely relate. Yeah. Just yeah. that feeling of like, it's like you're almost in a hole and you can't get out. Yeah. Yeah, and it you just know, it's yeah, it just keeps opening. The hole just keeps opening and opening uh, and opening. Yeah, you're like, how do I get out of here? Yes, yeah, that's it's a very good description, runs. And you know, like that, it's a shit thing that we've both gone through it. But I think it also has been a gain. For, well, for me anyway, like I know mm-hmm. I'm very resilient emotionally most of the time. Like I know before my period, and I would like to talk about this on another episode, but before my period, sometimes I would get suicidal. This was before I had Ruby. Yep. I would, I would just want to, I just felt so depressed. And this was like maybe a week leading up to my period. As soon as I would get it, it was just like, oh, I'm in, I'm back to myself again. But I would really love to discuss with with a professional why that happens. It's obviously all the levels in your body, right? Yeah, it's all the hormones fluctuating and the hormones, you know, will drop off bef- like before your period hits, which is why you probably feel like those like depression sorts of symptoms or just low yeah. mood, tired, yeah. those sorts of feelings. So, yeah, that, that is just it's normal. And once you do menstruate, then you're – hormones will start to kind of flatline and then build up slowly. So, yeah, yeah. it's like you, 
And I remember getting to that time of the month and going, oh, my God, I just, I need to go and see a psychologist or I should yeah. be medicated for this. But then it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. As soon as you menstruate, it's just like, oh, oh what was I worrying about? Oh, it's fine. Yeah. It's just like the stuff that us <sighs> yeah. women have to go through, you know. We go through monthly. this every freaking month. And you know, for cycle. Fact, yep, you know for a fact it's coming. But every time you get there, it's yep. like, oh, my God. No, I'm really not good. I'm really not good. And then, then you're okay again. You're in your A game. <laughs> yeah, and I think a good thing to, as well, you know, is to be in tune with your body and know when that's happening, yeah. whether you track yeah. your cycle or not. That's another conversation. But, yeah, yeah it, it's good to kind of be in tune so then, you know, okay, this is why I'm feeling these feelings. Yeah, yeah. It's like a bit of, like, reassurance or, like, oh, it's it's okay. You just – Yeah. Yeah. And maybe a little that. tip for that, if you're someone – if you're listening and you do suffer, um, maybe when you do feel your best, write down some notes and just mm-hmm. write down some write down some notes on how you're feeling, and you know, just little things like, oh, I'm feeling really good today because I had a nice coffee. That's as simple as yeah. writing something down, and that could that could be journaling as well. That's one of my tips to help you. Um, but then also yes. write down when you are feeling shit. So for the next time that you do feel like shit, you can go back to that and it will remind you that, yes, you did feel like that, but you also came out of it. So this is just a cycle that yeah. you're that you're going to break one day and you will break it one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you are coming up to your period, maybe logging that every month and then if you kind of see like, oh, okay, yeah. kind of compare yeah. it to the last month probably get a bit of an understanding of maybe what's going on. Um, Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I think helping yourself, I think that's what it came down to for me. I I wasn't helping myself when I was in such heavy episodes of depression and anxiety. I think now I'm such an advocate for help yourself because you're going to thank yourself. Mm -hmm. I think even little things like when you know that time of the month or whatever whatever time that you recognize or any patterns you're recognizing in your life that you do feel down, start to write them down, record them. And then you're helping yourself in the future because you're going to, you're going to go back to that and go, Oh, okay, well, this is, this is cool. I'll come out of it. I just need to take it easy and listen to my body. Yes. Be kind to yourself, guys. Have some yep. self-compassion yep. Uh, because I think oh, for me as well, maybe a few rounds, like we're so hard on ourselves. Like, why are you feeling like this? You shouldn't be feeling like yeah, this. Like, all these yeah. thoughts that you kind of think. Um, but yeah, that's super important. And I agree with the journaling. Like, I find that's really helped me as well. Just kind of pen to paper or however you yeah. want to do it and just get them what you're like thinking out. And it kind of just cleanses your mind. Yeah, doesn't yeah it? for sure. It does. Mm. It does. It's, I remember I went to, I tried so many different treatments when I was going through some anxiety and depression a few years back I Mm. went to I actually talked to my friend Molly that I just spoke about her mum she's a hypnotist I did have one session with her but she actually the one thing that I probably got most out of that was she told me when you're feeling anxious get a bowl this is all visual when you're feeling anxious get a bowl and Mm -hmm. take some deep breaths into the bowl go and pour it down the toilet flush the toilet and she said that is your anxiety being flushed away and then you do not have to deal with it she said do that as many times as you need to do to calm yourself down 
And I did do that a lot of the time when I was going through um, a lot of panic. And that is a really good tip that helped me was just, it's all visual, but it's also, you're also taking your mind off the panic that you're feeling. Yeah, that that's a really good tip, Rons. Yeah, yeah. I really like that. Yeah. And I have written a few tips down and a few signs that your mental health is suffering. Um, now, these are just purely based off experience for me. These were just signs and symptoms that I recognised. So I was always having a low mood. My immune system was really low because my whole body was just in flight mode all the time. So my immune system was just so shitty. I was always sick, always catching any type of bug, especially working at the dentist. Um, irritability, just just feeling like I was on edge constantly. Um, heightened emotions, uh, unable to sleep or just uh, a bit of insomnia. Ainsley, you can probably relate to that feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, yeah. Being unable to sleep, oh, it's such a huge one for yeah. your overall health in general. Your sleep and your, your sleep is such has such an impact on your daily life. You have no idea. Mm-hmm. Yes, mood, just yeah. everything. Yeah. Everything. And when you are having trouble sleeping, that's when you need to kind of sit up and go, okay, well, I'm obviously not switching off. There's something there that I need to do to wind down before I go to sleep, perhaps. Because when you go to sleep, you want to be fully switched off because you need to have a good night's sleep. Mm -hmm. I'm going to wake up feeling fresh. Yep. Yep. Just restless. Yes. Yeah. And when you get restless, man, it's just like you just, I nearly get angry when I get restless. Yeah. It's like, oh, I just want to go to sleep. Yeah. It sucks. It's frustrating. (laughs) Yeah. Another one, Ainsley, you, I know you could relate to this, no interest in things that would usually strike your interest. That's a huge one for me. I, yeah. When I realized that I wasn't interested in, I just wanted to sleep on the couch, Yeah. sleeping a lot, sleep on the couch uh, and go to the gym. I didn't want to go to the gym. Yeah. Didn't want to, didn't want to do it. And I was like, okay, something's, something's, something's off here. Yeah. 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 And it's good that yeah. you can actually recognize that. Because yeah. a lot of people don't actually know how to recognize it. And then before they know it, they're just in this little hole that they just can't get themselves out of. Mm. Yeah. It's just so It, it comes crazy. back to being, you know, being able to be self-aware. Yeah, exactly. stuff too. Increase mm. your awareness, people. Yes. Um, avoidance is a huge thing for me. I avoid, I just avoid social outings I avoid people I avoid yeah like I'm just very much I put I'm not I don't it's it's funny when I was writing my notes last night I said to Cody you know what I just forget how I used to feel which is a good thing but also not good because I would love to help people but I've just completely forgotten a lot of the things that I used to feel but I know avoidance was Mm. definitely one of them because I just I didn't want to go anywhere I I have such a big huge group of beautiful friends that I have been friends with for a while now since I was like 18 years old we're all nearly 25 and 26 and I missed out on so much because I just did not want to be there and 
a lot of the time they understood, they actually understood, you know, she just, she, she's not feeling good today. And I think a lot of them could probably remember the messages when we would organize something and I would say, oh, I'm just not feeling okay today, guys. And they'd be like, no worries. I hope you're feeling better. And a few of them would actually text me individually just to say like, I'm thinking of you, love you, hope you're okay. And it was just that understanding on their end. And it was just so comforting for me because I didn't have to explain myself. It was just, yep. Okay. No worries at all. Hope you're feeling okay. Get some rest. Mm -hmm. And did your mental health ever affect your um, social life? Um, not really. Like I suppose you just go like have moments where you kind of just want to, I just want to have time to myself and not want to go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I guess it didn't hugely impact it. Yeah. But of course, yeah, I'd still have my days or weeks where I'm like, oh, I just don't want to socialize. Yeah. Just don't have the energy. So, yeah. And you can also feel like that without also having a mental illness too. I think we all just need some time for ourselves to recharge. But if you're noticing that that's happening quite regularly, maybe just just do a bit of a mental check-in with yourself and and see what's been going on in your life and maybe maybe you do need to get some help. Now, um, lack of confidence is another one. Cody and I sat on the couch last night and we were rattling off all these things because we've just both been through the ringer with our mental health. Uh, lack of confidence is definitely one thing. You know, you just, you're just not on your A game and you, you just couldn't be fucked. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's basically how I would explain it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Confidence definitely plays a huge role, hey? Like, yeah, for sure. Like doubting yourself or just, yeah. yeah, just not feeling like you want to face the world. Yeah, definitely. Like that and that's what it is. Avoidance. Yeah. yeah. Another one is for me, I this was a personal one for me. It was just feeling like the whole world was against me. It, it was just feeling like, everyone everyone had something against me no one liked me just these constant reminders that you know oh they're not friends with you because they like you they're friends with you because because of this like you just really dealt it doubted yourself and you know sometimes I still do that if I'm friends with someone or someone talks to me I'm like oh they're talking to me because they feel sorry for me and that is just such a, a shit thing to say but that that's also a lot of lacking confidence and self-esteem as well mm-hmm. yeah it's that silly mind playing tricks on you hey yeah yeah and that telling mind, lies yeah that mind is crazy i cannot believe how crazy our mind can be you know it's like yep. you just get taken out and you're just this different person now like you it's just this yeah. something comes over you mm-hmm it's like you have to try to just be aware, like, okay, your mind is thinking these things, but also learn to be able to filter them out as well. Yeah. Because again, yeah. like you could just end up in a spiral. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, we can go on to some tips now. Um, one thing that I did also want to go through was if you know someone suffering, like you're not actually suffering yourself, but you know someone suffering and you're not, quite sure how to reach out it is quite intimidating because if you don't know how someone's feeling then you kind of don't you're kind of a bit scared to ask them or check in with them because you're scared that you're not going to relate Mm -hmm. now 
if you know someone suffering, um, if you look up, are you okay? There's a couple of steps in there. So follow the, are you okay steps? And that is just a matter of checking in. So the four steps of an, are you okay conversation? Uh, the first one is how you, so ask the person, how are you traveling? Second is listen. I'm here to listen if you want to talk more. So that's probably a nice way to come off softly. You're not, you're not imposing on, you're not forcing someone to talk to you. It's kind of like, well, you know, you do know I'm here if you need to, and you can talk if you, if you want to. And another one is encourage action. If someone does talk to you, have you spoken to your doctor about this? And fourth step is just check in. Just wanted to check in and see how you're doing, you know, and don't be offended if you don't get anything back because it's, it's a really intimidating thing when someone asks you when you are the sufferer. Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, when you were saying about the listening, I think that's super important. Yeah. I feel like if you're just having that maybe one person that you you feel safe, like that they create a safe space for you, just talk yep. it out. Yeah. It's so important. Hey. Definitely. Um, Did you think you understood or got how you felt when you were going through your episode? Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think, yeah, he definitely did. Like he, he's a very, really good person to talk to. Yeah. Um, cause I don't think he's necessarily like gone through much anxiety himself, yep. but yep. having Drew and yourself, someone who has gone through it. Yeah. Definitely, definitely helps. So just finding those people that, yeah, you can trust or that you feel safe with is, definitely. Yeah, is important. But- Mm. Call them your safe people because you want to be around yes. people that make you feel safe. Hey, mm-hmm. absolutely. I know that when I would feel like crap, this is before I had Ruby. Cody would see that I'm suffering. He would call his mom and his dad and say, "Ronnie's gonna, Ronnie's gonna come out. She's gonna come and hang out with you." And he would go, go pack up, go to mom and dad's because they are the safest people. That they're the people that make me feel safe. Like, like I would whenever Cody would go away, I would pack up and go sleep at their house or Cody was at work and I just didn't feel my best. I'd just go hang out there all day and they just made everything feel like home. So just finding people like that, if you can, I know that can be impossible for some people, but there's nothing that FaceTime and, and everything can't do. Yeah, definitely. Um, even getting outside, yeah. nature just nature getting, yes getting out amongst nature like yeah honestly um, going for a walk or something you never regret going outside for a walk yeah yeah just being and amongst I, nature I know, getting out of your environment yeah i know that dark stormy cloud can just it can just make you feel like it's cloudy everywhere but just getting that bit of sun and being on grass mm. can just absolutely ground you and just instantly calm you. Yeah, definitely. And like, I guess everyone else is, is different in that sense of how, I guess they, they like to cope with it or some self-help things. But yeah, I find if I'm amongst nature and maybe just switching off, like whether it's a podcast or some journaling, yeah, going yep. to the beach, you know, yep. those things really can cleanse the mind. 
going outside also really helps when you're feeling panicky and anxious. Like if I feel like I'm panicking or about to have a bit of a panic attack, I just go straight outside. Because the feeling of being inside can be quite a claustrophobic feeling. Mm -hmm. Somewhere Uh, quiet. Yep, definitely. Um, Back on the if you know someone suffering, check in regularly and offer to bring them a coffee or just offer them a safe space with with a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, blankets, pillows. I know that sounds so like woo-woo, but honestly, like the feeling of knowing that you have somewhere to go or the feeling of having an open door and just being that comfort for them is an, it's just a nice little reminder that you've always got a safe space to go or you've always got a safe space to offer. Um, ask them if they want to go and do something like go to the beach, go for lunch, brekkie, go for a drive, go for a coffee. Um, let them know that they're loved and supported and just reassure them that they're safe and that they are okay. As much as they don't feel okay, I think when you're constantly being reminded of something, you're eventually going to feel that. So when you're always reminding someone that they're okay and they're safe, that's eventually going to get through to them, whether it's that day or next week or the week after. Yeah, that's a good one. Just having that support network around you is important. Have the right people there. Yeah, for sure. Um, Things to do when you are battling to help yourself Now, I've just written a huge endless list, but I mean, the first things first is go and seek some professional help, whether that be a doctor, which will then write you up a bit of a mental health plan. um, And then they'll refer you to a psychologist or a counselor or whatever they feel like you need to see. Um, Ainsley, like we were just talking about, set yourself a routine. Yes, I think routine definitely helps. Mm -hmm. Um, Even, you know, a bedtime routine. So waking up at the same time in the morning, going to bed around the same time at night time. Um, Yeah. And whether that's going for a walk or something, you know, something in the morning or however you want to set it out. But I think, yeah, routine definitely helps. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it just gives you that bit of satisfaction in your life. Like if you're, if you're currently in a rut and you are laying around the house all day, um, kind of just not having any type of structure just incorporate an easy routine get up in the morning make your bed i cannot stress that Mm -hmm. enough make your bed shake your sheets out make your bed get up make sure your kitchen space is tidy not just your kitchen but i know when i wake up and my kitchen's tidy i'm like okay this day is going to be a good day because i feel organized and like we have said before ains just make sure your environment is tidy because clear space clear mind right yeah absolutely and going off you know now people know that I'm a big big clean freak but I feel like it really does help if you have the cleanest space but you do Um, it for your men but you do it for your mind you don't just do it because you're clear you do it to make yourself feel better oh absolutely and I feel like once you have that routine in a clean I guess environment I don't know. I feel like it creates like a bit of purpose. Like you're not it just. It does. You're in don't purpose. You think? Yep. The minute that you that you make sure things are in place and that you know you hang a load of washing out or you make sure your kitchen's clean for the next day, it's just that purpose. And then from then, I just feel like things flow so nicely, and you're bound to have a really good day. 
if everything's kind of organized the day before or the night yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, let, let some natural light into your house. That is a huge one that can just lift your mood up instantly. Such an easy one. Open the blinds, open the doors, let some breeze in, let some light in, and just let that fresh air flow through your house or your room or wherever you live. Yeah. And even like yeah, natural light is a huge one. Even just yeah. showing your face with some sunlight in the morning for like 10 minutes, like that, that really helps as well. It does. Like it health does. wise, but also mentally. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know, it just cheers you up. It makes you happier just being it out does. in sunlight. Mm. I, I suppose it gets that serotonin flowing, hey? Mm-hmm. We love that. Um, another one that we have spoken about is make your social media healthy. Now, I'm going to attach some in the show notes, some Instagram pages that I follow that are purely around mental health. So every time I feel anxious or sad, I go straight onto these pages and I just flick through everything that they've posted or a lot of things that they've posted. And honestly, as little as that sounds, that instantly is a bit of calmness for me because it's like, okay, I'm not alone. I have these amazing resources here that can help me rather than, you know, not that, not that I don't go to the doctor, but because I have been through it so much now, I just know exactly what's going to make me feel better. Um, of course, if you've never, if you've never gotten diagnosed with anything to do with mental health, but you do feel like this, of course, go to your doctor. But these are just little coping mechanisms that you can use along the side of getting treatment. Yeah. And oh, there's so many great pages out there yeah. on yeah. Instagram or, you know, on the social media platforms these days. Like it's, yeah. Even it's on freaking awesome. Yes, there's so many different things, like a lot of self-help things out there. Like I follow this one page. I can't remember what it is, but it's it's just like when you kind of learn these things, even podcasts, there's so many podcasts about it too. Definitely, We'll have to attach some Um, in the show notes so we can get some recommendations, hey? For sure. Yeah, we've got heaps there. Yeah. 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 Um, Remember to take some nice big breaths. So doing that can actually slow your heart rate down. It lowers and stabilizes, oh, it stabilizes your mood and your stress, relaxes your muscles. Uh, if you actually take big, big belly breaths, you signal your nervous system to calm down. So that's a huge thing to remember when you're feeling anxious. Just sit down on a chair or on a couch, take some big belly breaths, and you can actually download an app called Calm or even go to um, calm. It's literally just spelled calm on their Instagram page. They've got, uh, little videos to coach you through breathing. And I have done that so many times. Like I can't even count on how many fingers I've done that because that is just an instant reliever. Like knowing that you're getting fresh air is just a relief for that anxiety. Isn't that right? Yeah. And, um, I haven't used the Calm app before, but I oh, uh, use head Headspace. So oh, yes. yep, same I think thing. that's another one that, yeah, that yep. a lot of people use too, but yeah, yep. they have the same things. Um, and yep. they just have like all different, I guess, uh, different like meditations and yeah, for mental health or focus, sleep, yep. et cetera, and also breathing activities as well. So yep. yeah. Breathing that's, is that's super important. important. Mm-hmm. Another one that also 
makes me feel really calm is like a warm, warm light, like a nice lamp in the house that can actually just set your mood. So I feel like bright lights, I hate bright lights. I hate bright fluorescent lights that are in my face. I have many times put my lamp in the bathroom while I have a shower because it's that nice orange light. You know what I'm talking about, Ains? Oh, uh, I, yes, I 100%. <laughs> it's like that. It's like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like the fluorescent, that's not, not, not like natural light. It's not like yeah. that nice yellow light. Yes, it sounds yes. so it's weird. Like but... that warm, yeah, we're very particular about <laughs> our lights here. Warm light, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I get yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, just <laughs> little things like that. Like I said, making your bed, tidying your space, putting some nice warm lights on, letting some natural light into your house through the day. All of those little things that are little healthy habits that you incorporate into your day. And it's not at the time going to be like, oh, you know, I'm cured now, I feel much better. It's just you're working towards feeling better. You're doing healthy things for yourself to to make your mental health a lot better and and in a way that you can actually cope because there's a lot of people out there that I know that just don't know how to cope and they just go into this big deep hole. But, and it's hard to see that because it's like, there is so much out there for you. I just want you to know that there's so much out there that you need to see and you need to do because you're going to come out of this one day. Yeah. It's like a self-help toolkit. Yeah. Have yep. all these Maybe. different tools. Yeah. Cause everyone's going to be different on how they kind of cope or things yeah. that they like doing. Um, another thing I love doing is just sitting down with a warm cup of tea. It's like a yes. big hug. Yeah, it really is. And you and I, Ainsley, like, <laughs> we are not huge drinkers. Like, yes, yes, no. I'll drink and I'll get drunk sometimes. But, yeah, you know, I could be at a nightclub and I'll, I'll have asked for a cup of tea. Like, we were at a bar one, oh, I don't even know, this is before I was pregnant. And I was drinking all afternoon and I saw the coffee machine and I was like, I'm having a cup of tea. <laughs> Everyone was having shots. But for me, that is just like tea is, and probably the same as you, Ainsley, tea is comfort. It's like a huge, huge hug, like you just said. Oh, yeah. And it's so funny, like being on this trip um, at our other accommodation that we had, we had like a happy hour every afternoon. Yeah. yeah. I would literally like, some days, like, like, I'd probably have, like, maybe one drink a day, maybe two. There'd be yeah. days where I don't have any drinks. But there yeah. was one afternoon where I'm like, oh, I just want a cup of tea. Yeah. Here's Drew with yeah. these little cocktails, like, <laughs> down his, his little cocktails, worth. getting his money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> but here I am just drinking my own grey tea. Like, oh, oh, yeah. It is so funny. Like, the boys, when we're all together, Cody and Drew, they'll be just knocking beers back like it's just nothing. And we're just like, what I are just, you doing? I don't understand. Like, how can you drink that many beers? And then Ainsley and I are like, oh, do you want me to put the kettle on and make us a peppermint tea? And it's like, okay. And it's just such a comforting thing to do. It is. Oh, I feel like when we're together, we drink so much tea. I know. Our poor bladder. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, another thing back on the anxiety and the panic attacks um, when I feel like I'm getting that spiraling feeling I take huge sips of water um, and it actually visually helps me so when I drink water I picture all the water going down my belly and the anxiety just washing away and disappearing a lot of the things that I'm giving off here like tips is very visual but 
you would be amazed at what it actually does to help your mind. Yeah, it's like it kind of just has your mind focusing on that one thing, hey. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And start a conversation. Like, I know times where I've just felt like, oh, shit, no, something bad's going to happen here. I feel really anxious. I ring someone. And I know sometimes you don't want to talk to people, but sometimes I'll just ring Cody and be like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, not much, doll. Oh, yeah, I actually feel a bit anxious today. He's like, oh, no, it's all right. You'll be right. Why don't you go do this? And it's like, okay, yeah. Awesome. He's kind of just talked me out of it then. Mm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and it's like what you said, like, oh, you might not feel like talking to someone, but it's like as yeah. soon as you do, as soon as you start talking to someone again, it just takes your mind off it a bit. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. And another huge thing, Ainsley, can, we can probably both relate to this in a way. Um, only be around people that are healthy for you. Don't. Don't feel like you need to hang around people just because they're your family or you've been friends with them for years. If they are mentally unhealthy for you, then I think you just need to do yourself a favor and just just maybe have a little break. Look after yourself. Um, there's a lot of unhealthy friendships that I've been involved in and I've just had to kind of cut, cut the cord a little bit because it's like, well, I'm aware of how I feel now and I, and I don't like the way this person makes me feel and it was and it's just a matter of realizing that and doing yourself a favor so if you feel like you are not loving some of the relationships that you're in with whoever that might be friends family whatever um maybe just assess that and and ask yourself if it's actually worth the mental stress that it's putting on you Mm mm-hmm and also setting some boundaries, you yeah, know, just setting some one. boundaries for yourself. Maybe it's really big one. And I can do an episode on that, like setting boundaries um, and how to work with toxic people. That's just, I feel, feel like that's a really important one. We all have to deal with them times in our life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, just surround yourself with people that build you up. Yep. that don't drain your energy. I feel like yep. if you walk away from someone that you've been spending time with and you feel like your energy has been drained, like that might be a huge, it's like, a sign. like, okay, this, yeah, huge sign. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Like, oh, okay. This is maybe not the people I should be hanging around. Yeah. Yeah. Might take mm-hmm. you a while, but you will get there and you will realize what, who the important people are, whether that's one person or if that's 10 people, like the older I get, the more I realized you don't have to have a huge bunch of friends. You just have to have people in your life that do nothing but support you and love you and, again, make you feel safe. Mm-hmm. That's a huge thing I have learned as well is, yeah, just having that small, close-knit group of friends yeah. um, is, is all you need. You don't need this yeah. huge group of people. No, um, no. Yeah, And if you do and have you, a big group learn... of people that support you, then that's great. Yeah, absolutely. But you, you kind of learn for yourself, okay, these aren't really the people I want to be around because I feel like you kind of know yourself a little bit more as well as you kind of get yeah. older and grow and you realize, okay, these are the people, these are not the people for me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the person you have to worry about the most is yourself. Yeah. And I know like after becoming a mum, yes, Ruby is my responsibility, but there are times that I need to get my shit together in order for 
for me to care for her. So there's so many times there where I have just gone, no, I need a day to myself and, or I need, I need half a day to myself. And that's purely for me. And that's, is just to get my head together because I, there's nothing worse than having kids and you're feeling, you're feeling in the dumps. Like you need to be on your A game when you've got kids because they can actually pick up what you're putting out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a huge one. And just even acknowledging that when you need it. Yeah. yeah. It's so important. Yeah. yeah. Don't feel guilty. And that's another thing that we can probably do, Ains, is like um, postnatal anxiety and depression um, and how to deal with it when you're a mum. Yeah, I feel like that's a huge one and that's something that I have dealt with, but that's for another episode. In the meantime, um, I think that's all we have time for. I can hear my little Ruby in her her (laughs) yelling at me. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, that was was a good chat, Ains. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. (laughs) Before we jumped on, I was like, oh, my God, okay, my period's too soon. I feel like I'm going to get emotional, but I didn't. You didn't. But I just want to say, Ryan's like, oh, you've come such a long way. And I'm like, fuck, I'm just so beyond proud of, you know, just how much growth that you've had. And like, yes, you've gotten help from external sources, but like it all comes back to yourself and like mm-hmm. wanting to get out of it yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you've you've done so freaking well. I'm so proud of you. You too. And, you, and she's getting emotional now, guys. Um, My eyes are watering. <laughs> breathe bitch <laughs> Whew, breathe but you know I'm actually quite glad I went through it because then when you went through it I just exactly knew what was happening and I just and it like I just said I just felt like like when you see someone going through that you're just like no I want you to know that it's okay and you know I just want you to see the the light at the end of this tunnel that you're in and you can't you can't it was hard to tell you that when you were going through it but now that you see it it's like, oh, you know, I'm so relieved that you and I both are okay. We both have each other. Like as much as we have the boys, you and I both have each other because we've both got similar stories and we've both been through the same things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And for people out there that are feeling like this, you are not alone. No, you like, are not alone. Yeah. And if you feel like you need some instant help, like, you're feeling like you just can't handle life anymore. You can't do it anymore. And you do need that instant help. Um, one thing to go on is betterhelp.com. It's an instant council that offers online chat, video, and a phone call. Um, it's it's a matter of just logging on, on your phone or your computer. Um, same as Lifeline and Beyond Blue. That's an online, uh, sorry, a phone call. Um, and they actually, it's like a suicide prevention hotline as well. So yeah, that's, that's a really important one. And it's just a matter of them talking you through it, telling you that these feelings are so normal and that you're going to be okay because not everyone has that person to lean on like you and I drew Ains, um, mm-hmm. which makes me a bit sad, but there, there are other resources out there that you can reach out to. Yeah. So yeah, look after yourself guys. <laughs> take it easy. But yeah, Pull yourself yeah, out of that grind easy. and just relax. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, all right. That well was done. A bit of a... 
I love talking about that stuff. It's seriously my passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad we've spoken about that yeah. again. It's like a little bit of a therapy session for both of us. It as is, well. it is for free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for free. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. I'm going to attach all of that information into the show notes. And, you know, we are also here to talk if anyone needs for to chat to as well. Yes. Please reach out. We won't bite. Yep. Yep. <laughs> all right. Thanks guys. Have a good day. Bye.